Welcome to Life-Giving Water Messages, where I expound upon the Word of God and, through the internet, deliver it to you. My name is Rev. Todd Laddick, and today I bring to you part two of a four-part series entitled Celebrate, with today's message specifically entitled Celebrate Unity, based off of Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 16. So, let us dive into the Word today. Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one Spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. However, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. That is why the scriptures say, when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Notice that it says, he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. And the same one who, ascend, who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens, so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Amen. Celebrate unity does not mean uniformity. I'll say that again. Celebrate unity does not mean uniformity. Our diversity is knit together in the unity of faith as we grow into Christ. When I first learned I was appointed to First United Methodist Church of Newton, I remember getting a call from Reverend E.T. Holland. Granted, this was after it was announced. I hadn't yet started my appointment here. This Saturday, 8.30 a.m., Rotary's having a pancake breakfast. I look forward to seeing you there. <laughs> Sadly, I was unable to make it due to a conflict, but that was my first introduction to the Newton Rotary Club. I mean, minus the fact that as a kid I used to go to the, the fair and see their booth every every year, but I, I didn't know who they were or what they did. I just knew they sold awesome Franks and uh, German brats and things like that. So 
you know. Um, but that was my first introduction to the Newton Rotary Club, and it put on my radar that someone from this congregation might be asking me to join. And sure enough, that did happen. Both Frank Eberhart and Reverend Dr. Alden Welsh asked me to join, and I did. But I have to confess, I wasn't quite sure why I joined. I mean, sure, the networking aspect, I get that. But truthfully, my entire vocation is service above self, which, by the way, is Rotary's motto. Um, so why did I need to join Rotary to add more service above self to my plate? It took me a while, but eventually I saw Rotary for what it is. That happened the day Isabel Costello came to share, us, share with us what she was doing with the weekend bag program. She was a, a local high school student who... Uh, who saw a need that kids go home, you know, they get food during the week, during the school week, because they're at school, but they go home to inf food insufficiency. And so she decided to put a program together where uh, she collected and uh, put together bags that were handed out uh, anonymously to these to these kids, you know, um, so that they were, con you know, considered, uh, their names were confidential, uh, there was no dignity stripped from them, but they would get these bags anonymously. And, um, and so, I mean, I was blown away. And, th and this, you know, by the time she was a senior, she had taken this concept and turned it into a 501c3 and was going around to schools in our county and then eventually going around to schools throughout the state to teach them how to do it. Not that she was running their program, but she was teaching them how to set up the program. And I was blown away and instantly, excuse me, instantly introduced myself to her and we we brought her to do the same presentation at our church, and I would have never known about her had I not been a part of Rotary. And I began to see that Rotary was made up of community business members, but most of them are also living in the community, and they care for their community, and put the community's welfare and progress uh, high on their list as a part of its mission, service above self. And it was a way of educating people of all the wonderful things uh, that, that, are, that are being done. And, and it was a way of educating people of all the wonderful things happening around our county. And, you know, Rotary became an essential community for me because they are, at their core, inclusive. They not only accepted me for who I am, I mean, look at me, <laughs> but they also asked me to be on their board, their executive board. And... and on this uh, coming Wednesday, I will be inducted as the 2022-2023 president of the Newton Rotary uh, Club. I mean, wow. That community accepted me and gave me a place to learn and to grow. Community and belonging are huge parts of how we understand ourselves. And actually, before I go there, I do want to say that, that Rotary isn't just focused on the local community either because there's Rotary International, which all Rotary clubs are a part of, or they're, they're under that umbrella of Rotary International. And Rotary has all but uh, helped eliminate polio from the world. Uh, we, Our club has a sister club in Sri Lanka, and we, uh, we put uh, resources together to help uh, children in underprivileged countries, uh, in, in Sri Lanka in particular, um, get, get heart surgeries, uh, life-saving heart surgeries that they would otherwise not be able to afford. So... Uh, we're doing great work. This this uh, Rotary is a great thing to be a part of, and if you have any interest in being a part of it and you know a Rotarian, talk to them. 
Um, but uh, you do have to be invited to be a part of Rotary. But you know that's not hard if you're a uh, you know an upstanding citizen and want to do good for your community. You'll be you'll be welcomed into any Rotary club pretty quick. Uh, community and but anyway, I want to say community and belonging are huge parts of how we understand ourselves, how we fit into the world, and how we function it. Most of us belong to a variety of different kinds of groups. I myself am a Rotarian, a member of the Order of Elders in the United Methodist Church, and am or have been parts of a part of other groups as well. <coughs> I've been in bands, I've been in a lot of different things. Perhaps you're a member of a sewing or knitting club or a book club, a Masonic or Elk or Moose Lodge, or Perhaps you're still living into your legendary high school strategy skills in a chess club somewhere. I want to invite you to pause for a minute and think of a group or groups you belong to where you feel you can be most yourself, where you feel most comfortable being you. How has being part of these groups been better than going it alone? Now think about what unifies those groups. Unity can be understood in many different ways. But once you have a clear definition in mind, it can be measured and celebrated. And perhaps it would be helpful to understand what unity is not in order to discover what it is. So I'll say this again. Unity is not uniformity. Being all a bunch of clones is not a requirement of Christ's. Dressing up and sitting, sif, uh, sitting stiff, I mean, and uh, reverent in a pew is not a requirement of Christ's. Everyone agreeing with each other all the time on all things is not a requirement of Jesus. Being of one mind for Jesus was being of one mission. Not some sort of code word for brainwashing everyone into thinking the same way you do. Unity, rather, is different people with different backgrounds, different thoughts, different likes and interests uniting for a common purpose. That purpose? Serving Christ by loving God with our whole being and loving our neighbors, including each other, as we love ourselves. Simple. All things are from God, and the vast diversity of creation reflects the vastness of God. Remember that last week we celebrated how all the differences in our communities reflect the richness of God's being. This week we celebrate the unity of that diversity. The God we worship is a Trinitarian God. There's community in our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and yet somehow God is still one. It is difficult to wrap our minds around a God who is three in one, but even without fully understanding it, we can appreciate that relationship and community. Are, we can appreciate that relationship and community are at the core of who God is, the God in whose image we are made. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 4 through 6, the author writes, for there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and in all and living through all. 
this passage talks about each person in the Trinity, but repeats over and over again the oneness, not only of God, but of God's people and all creation. One God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. Because we have been created in the image of the triune God, and I'll say that again, because we've been created in the image of the triune God, uh, despite our sinful nature, God has deemed all who believe as inherently good and worthy and wants them to find the fullest expression of themselves in their relationships with others. The world around us often sends misguided messages about the importance and role of unity and community. On one hand, we are told to work against each other, given the impression that for us to win, someone else must lose. On the other hand, when community is encouraged, we often get the message that in order to be unified, we must act, think, look, and believe the same way, and often in distinction from a real or imagined other, outsider, or enemy. Instead, God asks us to be a community that celebrates our diversity in the midst of our unity. What does it mean to be a community that celebrates our diversity while also celebrating our unity? Today's passage describes a number of characteristics of such a community, growing together with gentleness, humility, patience, and, quote, bearing with one another in love, end quote, and to do so by choosing to live in peace. Now remember, false superficial peace is just as unhealthy as false superficial unity. The author tells us that we should make every effort to keep the peace of unity, along with telling us to bear with one another, the idea that this will take effort tells us that we can expect it to be difficult and require work. We may fail at times. Unity is not easy, especially a unity that celebrates the connectedness of different people and communal growth in love. But this is the task to which God has called us. This community that we are called to be a part of is one of discipleship, one that commits to growing and maturing with one another. Notice the movement and growth language in verses 11 through 16. Let me read it again for you here. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Those are the gifts that Christ gave to the church. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when, we tr when people trick try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. 
often the appearance of unity and peace in a community is achieved by keeping things uh, on the surface level. We're not talking about difficult things. And, you know, surface level only gets us so far. That's just, that's just the way it, it, it is by necessity. Sometimes we don't challenge others or allow ourselves to be changed by other or challenged by others, excuse me. Sometimes we don't challenge others or allow ourselves to be challenged by others, assuming that in order to maintain unity, we should just let everyone, ourselves included, do or think whatever they or we want. But there is a difference between accepting and celebrating the differences that make us unique and remaining immature or stunted in our faith because we refuse the kind of change that comes with growth. The author makes it clear that we are all different, just like parts of a body, but we all work together, again, like a body, and this body needs to grow over time, and despite growing pains, you don't cut off the legs just because it's sore. Each time, I mean, each of you belongs in a community that celebrates who you are authentically. That is a community pushing them towards growth. And that supports them in failure. How can you seek to live together with humility, gentleness, love, and in peace? For instance, someone from that community might reach out to you to let you know that you are better than the way you've been behaving. You could get angry, insulted, offended, choose to leave the group and cut yourself off from growth and future support. Or you can humble yourself, take the feedback, and reflect on whether or not there is validity in it. I mean, that's one way you could respond. Regardless, you can also become more sensitive around the person, knowing the behavior upsets them. Even if you don't feel you're wrong, you can just abstain around them from doing it. Such an example shows us that people can be authentically themselves all the while allowing for that same authenticity in others. Each one of us is searching to belong to a community in a deep and meaningful way. We are longing to be celebrated for making a meaningful contribution to the world around us. The kingdom of God is built up by the community celebrating the movement of their connection. How can our community celebrate this new understanding of unity? How can we begin to celebrate the unity we have in diversity here at Newton UMC or, and in our Newton community at large or wherever you are? Reflect on this as, your continue, as you continue to read today's passage through the week. Let's celebrate unity as we unify in our diversity to spread God's love and kingdom through Newton or where you are and beyond. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, thank you for this hopeful message. And thank you for showing us that unity does not mean uniformity. We're not called to look and act like other people, but to be as truly ourselves as we can be in a way that works with others. Lord, help us to strip away those things that separate us from others and help us to be good team players and to work with people and to have them work with us as well. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Well, friends, thank you for tuning in. Unity is uh, always easier to talk about than it is to uh, carry out in practice, but that makes it worthwhile. And so take that challenge and try to be a unifying agent in your community. But remember, friends, uh, there's plenty of ep episode notes for you to check out. Uh, please do check them out. Uh, also, if this is your main spiritual sustenance, we could certainly use your support if you're able to give. And there are links in the episode notes for you to give either to Tithely or PayPal. Um, if this is supplemental and you have a faith community, by all means, support that faith community. And if you can afford to give to both, we would both appreciate it greatly. But in all things, friends, remember you are richly blessed, so you may be a blessing to others. Go in peace. Thank you.